Hi guys, thank you very much for joining me and welcome to our fat loss lifestyle chapter on uh, food prep. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, if you are in any way wanting to improve your, your body composition, if you're wanting to get leaner, if you're wanting to get stronger, if you're wanting to feel more energized, and if you're wanting to perform better on a day-to-day -day basis, then how you approach food prep is always going to be really, really important. It's, it's a fundamental aspect of training it's a fundamental aspect of nutrition and to be honest with you it's not really something that you can avoid at any point so what we're going to do today is we're going to run you through everything that you need to know um, with regards to what what it is that i'm referring to about food prep and also how it is that you can optimize your routines your systems and your habits so that you can make sure that you're giving yourself the best possible chance to getting lean staying lean getting in great shape and um and waking up and feeling really energized every morning okay so the first thing that we're going to do is what I'm going to, I'm going to basically give you an overview of my model, um, which looks like this, which is essentially it's four steps to food freedom. And very simply, everybody is somewhere along this line. Like with everything that I do, we're trying to find out a way to sort of systematically and with levels take people from doing absolutely nothing at all, regardless of what it is that we're thinking about, and getting them all the way up to full, full bore, full guns blazing, all that kind of stuff at the top and actually getting as much out of this process as they possibly can, all right? The most important thing is that there are levels in between, depending upon whether life is as you want it to be, potentially things like you'll have a busy work week or you'll be stressed or you'll be on holiday or you know, you'll feel fatigued or you'll have family stuff going on. And it's really important that you can, you can slide up and down the scale. So what we're gonna do quickly before we jump into exactly what you should be doing, is, um, is just quickly define the problem, okay? So the first thing is, is that as far as I'm concerned, most of the people that I talk to, and let's pretend like you've, you know, you've never done anything before, you've never sort of made any attempt at uh, a nutrition planning or anything like that, or you're somebody who's very, very inconsistent, is that food decisions are very, very reactive. And essentially, you're going through your entire life without really planning anything, without really making any kind of um, sort of steps to ensure that better decisions are easily available to you. And ultimately, you're kind of just making it up on the hoop, depending upon what's available, what's nearby, what you feel like eating and all that kind of stuff. And while there is space for that in your life, it can't be all that you do if you want to change your habits. So the three kind of main areas that I, I see people falling into this um, this trap is is sort of is firstly with eating on the go so whether you're eating out of work eating while you're sort of going between meetings eating while you're you know out on a day out and all that kind of stuff it's kind of just grabbing something that's whatever near without really having given it any thought okay i'm not saying that you can't eat while you're out but what i am saying is is that what we want to do is we want to try and make sure that you're not making impulsive poor choices just because you haven't thought about it but this is a big source of um sort of problems for people in terms of actually making sure that they're doing the right thing it's just kind of like not really thinking about things and just really just making it up as they go along the other thing is actually things like takeaways now i, I read a stat recently that said that you know in the uk our disposal of our disposable income we spend about 10 percent of it on takeaways which is an awful lot and if you want to save yourself money as well as wanting to actually improve the quality of what you're eating get better energy and all that kind of stuff then what we want to do is we want to be we want to be sort of deliberate about where it is that we want to have takeaways and not have them be a last resort because we're unprepared. You know full well, you know, you don't need me to tell you 
that the, you know, the, the, the calorie load in takeaways is going to be very high. Um, you're probably a lot of the time ordering them just because it's, it's a convenience option rather than because it's something you actually want to do. And so what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're avoiding that as well. And we're not falling into that trap too often. We're making sure that we're, again, making informed decisions. The last one is actually in the shops. Now, people go to supermarkets and, you know, the old shopping list, the old faithful is not potentially not as popular as it once was. Um, and what you'll see is people just turning up at the supermarket, walking up and down the aisles and just thinking, right, so what am I going to buy? And that, that's not necessarily the best thing because that's going to put you at the mercy of their marketing department, which is what they're going to get you to buy all the things that you well, wouldn't have bought had you not seen they were on offer, you know what I mean? Um, and also it's going to lead to you probably overbuying things, underbuying things, it's going to leave you feeling disorganized. And if you've got no plan in place, it's really, really difficult for you to make the right choices. Okay. So what we need to do before, when we're in this kind of reactive state where we're kind of just really just making things up as we go along, the first thing that we need to do is we need to go from reactive to planned. And that's very, very important. Okay. So this is something that I would recommend that everybody does um, to some extent every week. If you're looking to change your nutrition behaviors, then you need to have some kind of structure because without any kind of structure, you're always going to fall back into your old habits. And the easiest and simplest way of, of getting that structure, in my opinion, is to actually sit down and make yourself a weekly plan, right? This is really, really important. Now, this is an example of my weekly plan for this week. Um, it isn't perfect by any means, um, but this is literally what I'm going to eat this week, okay? And what you want to do is you want to sit down once a week, I'll do it on a Sunday, um, and look for opportunities to eat well. So, for example, for me, most of the time, Monday to Friday, I'm not really out doing much. And so, or at least Monday, let's say I'm going to the pub on Friday, um, but I'm not really out doing much. And so what I try to do is to make sure that I keep myself as organized and as tight and on point as I possibly can, which then allows me some opportunities. So planning when you're going to enjoy food to actually really make sure that you're enjoying things properly. Okay. So I know full well that this week, pub on Friday nights, so I'll be going out to dinner then. And then what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing, I'm going on a kayaking trip on Saturday. And so what I'll be doing is I'll be eating out, I'll probably have a pub lunch and that kind of thing. I don't really know what I'm going to be doing, but I know full well that my, my week has been really good. I've got a decent plan on Sunday when I go home. And so ultimately I, I, can, I can really enjoy that and relax. All right. The other thing that you want to look for is uh, obstacles. So you want to sit down and you want to think to yourself, where might you slip up, make a bad choice? Have you got a deadline? Have you got some family commitments that you need to stick to? Have you got something coming up where you're going to be particularly busy or you're not going to have enough time to prepare food? And what can you do in advance to actually make sure that you give yourself the best possible chance of making a decision? Okay. Once you've sat down and you've done that and you can download this um, off, the, uh, off the website. So this will be on level one. Um, I can send a link if anyone needs it. Um, basically, the, P so the PDFs are in there. And um, when you've downloaded that, what you want to do is either print it off or use a tablet. I use a tablet and just put it somewhere prominent. So right now on my laptop screen to the right of me, I have my weekly food plan, which is there every week. And it's something that I have front of, so keep it front of mind so I know what it is I should be doing. So I don't have to think as much. It's, it's just there. The, the goal is to then track your adherence to your plan over the week. And then if you want to, send me the plan when you've written it and then send me the plan 
when you've tracked your adherence. Okay, because that's a good way to keep accountable. Um, just drop me a WhatsApp. Generally, what I'll do is I'll put a green tick if I follow the plan, red cross or I haven't followed the plan. And also, if I've made a good decision, which isn't on plan, I'll give myself a green tick, feel nice like that. But the thing is, is, it's just basically saying, how many meals of the week am I doing well? And how many meals of the week am I not? You want to be looking at 80 to 90% adherence per week. On, regardless of what's going on, that's what I'd recommend. Because the fact of the matter is, if you're doing that consistently 52 weeks a year, then you're also you're having three or four meals a week where you're allowed, for, or maybe more if you're going more towards 80, where you're allowed to relax and enjoy your food a little bit more. And then you're having all the rest of your weeks where the meals in your week where you are actually looking at thinking about your goals, focusing on making sure you feel good, focusing on making sure that you're working towards getting leaner and more, more energized and stronger and all that kind of stuff. And you're striking a really nice balance. So this is what I would recommend that everybody does every week. And for extra credit, this is what I'd like you to do. It, it, as I said, it doesn't have to be on a Sunday. Send me across your plan when you've done it. Let me know when you're going to send it as well, because then I can make a note to expect it. And then at the end of the week, send me a note with or a screenshot or a photo or something with your adherence planning. OK, and you can look at it and you can say how close we sort of ticks and crosses, how closely you've actually adhered to that plan. All right. Now, for a lot of you, either if you're just getting started and this seems a bit overwhelming or you have a fairly good idea of what you do, you do it every week and you're in a good rhythm, then you might just want to do something which is simpler. You might want to simplify a little bit because sometimes planning out the whole week can be tricky okay so planning out things like just breakfast and lunch lunches for a lot of people is a simpler way of starting if they find it's a bit overwhelming to plan everything and um, either that or planning out dinners um plan what you're going to eat when you eat out the weekend so actually looking up in advance thinking about what you're going to do so you can make that decision plan when you will or won't drink alcohol so you may have days where you say i'm not going to drink here and because i am drinking here um, and also planning in your training so at the very least, what we want everyone to be doing is planning in their training, okay? And then anything on top of that is, is a really great bonus. This is probably 80% of what you need to do in order to be successful, okay? Everything else on top of this is kind of, it's, it's, it's a good thing to have, but assuming that as long as you've got this bit sorted, most of the rest of it falls into place. The second thing you want to do then is you then need to think about actually getting hold of the food that you have organized yourself to have. So... It makes sense once you have a plan the next thing you want to think is well now i need to go shopping so what you want to do when you go shopping is make sure that you've made a list of what you want to buy before you go to the supermarket now if you want to buy biscuits or whatever put biscuits on the shopping list and then purchase them don't just say oh because i'm writing a shopping list shopping list i'm going to be perfect but you what you do want to do is you do want to say right so i'm going to allow my i've planned in what i'm going to have my, my treats whatever you want to call it because you know that's a good thing to do but what I'm not going to do is just allow myself to impulse buy things just because I've seen them. That's really important. So the easy way to avoid that is don't turn up at the supermarket when you're hungry. Make sure you've got a shopping list before you go and try to go to the supermarket less often so that you have less opportunities to be distracted by whatever marketing tricks they've got going at you. Okay. So less, less, the fewer visits you have to the, few, the supermarket, the, the better off you are in terms of your ability to control what you're eating. I, I'm a strong strong believer in that all right the third thing is so now you've got a food plan you've got that sorted you then been to the shops and got the food got the food that you need the third thing is is what can help a lot of people is actually just to make sure that you've got some prep in place so there are two ways of looking at this the first thing is to actually prepare your food in advance so think about 
you know, you're, you've got your, you, you've done your plan, you've got your shopping, and actually just chop some vegetables, um, prepare stuff in advance. If you're going to do, you know, people do those sorts of things, like they'll put um, stuff into a little plastic bag so they can just whack it into a slow cooker, or they will make little meals up and put them in the freezer so they've got stuff there in case things get busy. Um, you know, doing that in advance or, or things, simple things like when you cook dinner, make always making an extra portion. So again, you can put it in the fridge and have it for lunch. That kind of thing is really, really important. Make, make this process as easy as possible by making something something that you actually look forward to. It can be very relaxing to actually take some time out to, to you know, um, actually look after yourself, essentially give yourself the best opportunity to be, you know, to be fit, to be strong, to be healthy, to actually give yourself that, that downtime, even if it's only for 30 minutes, just to organize your food and make sure that you know that you're going to be well looked after for the next week. Now, the way that you, you, you would factor sort of the habit loop and the stuff that we know about that into this is making it obvious. For example, you always do it on a Sunday afternoon, making it seem more fun by either, you know, it's, it's, it's like kind of relaxing, it's quite a meditative process, chopping vegetables and all this kind of thing, or listening to music, a podcast, doing it with the family. Um, make it easy, so use recipes that you feel happy doing, and then make it rewarding by actually making stuff that you want to eat. That's more important than it being perfectly healthy, okay? So making a good plan and sticking to it and enjoying your food are three really important things that actually help to strengthen that. If every time that you make a plan, you go shopping, you make boring food, you're not going to be motivated to keep doing it. The most important thing is that you keep doing it. And so you want to do whatever you can to make sure that that is what is done. Because ultimately, if you make boring food, then you're just going to want to, you're not going to get the psychological satisfaction out of your food. And so then you're just going to want to go and eat crisps or chocolate or, you know, go and have a drink or something, you know, just to entertain yourself, to give yourself that pick-me-up. Really, really important you get that right. Okay. The other thing that you can do, and bearing in mind things have moved on a huge amount since I started doing this about 10 years ago, which is now you can buy all of these fantastic ways to basically get access healthy food without having to actually make it yourself. So you can get healthy options on delivery. You can go to a prep, you can go to a Leon, you can get HelloFresh or, you know, Mindful Chef or, or what are they called? Gusto boxes, or you can get vegetable things organized and delivered to your house. You can use Ocado and you can actually make sure that you have a delivery of healthy food to your house, to your front door every week, like clockwork, same time, and you know you're always going to have the healthy things in. You can even, if you want to, you can basically cut meals out and do a meal replacement thing like Huel or something like that, if that's the kind of thing that you're into. Now, we've spoken about that in a different one, um, but these are all the different options that you have to help you to actually make the most out of what you're doing. As you can see from mine, Tash and I, we do a HelloFresh, HelloFresh, Hello Fresh three times a week because ultimately that pretty much covers us for dinners because other times we'll be doing, we'll be either going out or we'll be um, wanting to like cook properly or, or something like that. So these kinds of things just make life so much easier in terms of actually getting you into a good routine. So do look into those. If you have questions about it, then definitely ask um, because I'd love to help you out because there's lots of good options. In summary, the thing that you need to remember is that without the structure of the routine, there's going to be no change. That's an absolute given. It doesn't have to be super, super restrictive, but it does need to be structured. So, but with structure and routine, then you allow yourself that freedom to indulge sort of deliberately and intentionally and to actually really enjoy it without feeling like you're going off track. Ideally, we want you to be thinking about everything that goes in your mouth, but that's a big ask. Okay. And so that's not realistic for most people most of the time. So if not, 
what we want to be doing is making sure that you have at least good options available to you all the time so that you can at least have that option and you're never doing it just purely because it's not there. If that's not right, then you know you can set an intention from the beginning of the week and you can track it. So you can sit down for 20 minutes every week and you can say, look, this is what I'm going to do. It's well worth the time invested. You will spend much more time wondering what you're going to eat over the course of the week than you will do in the 20 minutes that you sit down. And if you can't do that, then the, the minimum that you can do is to just think about things like things about going out of the weekend or eating out or what are you going to, you know, where are you going to slip up? Where are the sort of, where's the low hanging fruit? Like fruit identify those hotspots and make sure that they're optimized and you're giving yourself the best possible chance of making a good decision, all right? This whole process is absolutely fundamental. It's something that you should be doing probably 51 weeks a year, let's say, and it's something that I want you to help to keep yourself accountable to me by sending across weekly, okay? There's nothing that I want to see more because I know that when people are sending food plans on across consistently, they're on point, they're focused, and they're going to be getting good results. Okay, so any questions, then please shout. Um, otherwise, I look forward to speaking to you all very soon. And uh, thank you very much for listening.